All right. Welcome to episode 22 of the Take One Security Podcast. This episode, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different, and uh, I'm going to be exploring doing this in future episodes as well. What I'm looking to do is basically read an essay. So I'm basically going to cover a topic, a very discrete topic, instead of reading news um, in a very organized way. So I'm going to read an actual essay of mine on one particular um, subject and basically fully explore that and possibly give some commentary at the end, uh, but maybe not. So the idea is just one topic in an organized way, as opposed to news, which is obviously not organized. So the first one I'm going to do is obscurity is a valid security layer. And here's the essay. Many of us are familiar with a concept known as security by obscurity. The term has negative connotations within the InfoSec community, usually for the wrong reason. There's little debate about whether security by obscurity is bad. This is true because it means the secret being hidden is the key to the entire system's security. When added to a system that already has decent controls in place, however, obscurity not only doesn't hurt you, but can be a strong addition to an overall security posture. So what's the difference between good obscurity and bad obscurity? So basically the question of whether or not security is good or bad reduces down to whether it's being used as a layer on top of good security or is being used as a replacement for security. The former is good, the latter is bad. An example of security by obscurity is when someone has an expensive house outfitted with the latest alarm system um, and all the, those sorts of goodies, but they keep the key and the alarm code in the planner box next to the front door. Now, this is security by obscurity because if anyone knows the secret, i.e. that the key and the code are stored in the planner, then the security of the entire system is compromised. That's security by obscurity. The secret ever gets out, it's game over. Concept comes from cryptography, where it's considered sacrilegious to base the security of a cryptographic system on the secrecy of the algorithm. So now let's explore obscurity as a layer. So obscurity as a layer, however, can be used to enhance real security that already exists. Examples in IT security are things like port knocking and single packet authorization. These technologies allow one to hide their network services behind an additional layer of protection. Using the technology, you can have basically an SSH server or other previously secured daemon sitting live on the internet that port scanners literally cannot see. This works because your firewall sits between the internet and your listening service. So your firewall listenings on the to the incoming requests ignores all standard attempts to touch your system. If, however, you ask in a very specific way, i.e. using a secret knock sequence or a packet with a special payload, it'll open access to the server for your specific source IP. This is where many people respond with something like the following. 
oh, that's stupid because it's security by obscurity. If anyone figures out the secret, they'll just replay it and bam, they're into the system. No, that's where people are making the error. They miss the fact that you still have to authenticate to the daemon behind this layer. You didn't replace the services security with this layer. You simply added it on to what already existed. Remember, NSA most likely has great algorithms, but they still don't publish them. So here's some more real-world examples. A powerful example of this is camouflage. Consider an armored tank, such as the M1. The tank is equipped with some of the most advanced armor ever used, and it has been shown repeatedly to be effective in actual real-world battle. So the, the armor is amazing. So given this highly effective armor, would the danger to the tank somehow increase if we, if we were to paint it the same color as its surroundings? Or how about in the future week where we can make the tank completely invisible? Did we reduce the effectiveness of the armor by making it invisible? No, we didn't. Making something harder to see does not make it easier to attack if or when it is discovered. This is a fallacy and it has to end. When the goal is to reduce the number of successful attacks, and that is really the goal, you have to remember that. Starting with solid, tested security and adding obscurity on top of it does yield an overall benefit to your security posture. Camouflage accomplishes this on the battlefield and something like port knocking or SPA accomplishes this when protecting services. So the question is, all right, fine. That's an, ass, uh, that's an assertion, right? Um, is there any data or how would you test this? So being scientific types, we wanna see data in that vein. Uh, I decided to test this um, using SSH as an example. So I configured my SSH daemon to listen on port 24 in addition to its regular port of 22. So I could see the difference in attempts to connect to each one. Um, and they're usually password guessing attempts. Um, by the way, I turned off key uh, authentication uh, just, just to be sure. Um, didn't want that to mess anything up. But my expected result is far fewer attempts on 24 than 22 which I would equate to a little bit less risk um, or significant less risk in some situations to the SSH daemon. So setup was very easy. You add port 22 line to your SSHD config, and then uh, you add some logging uh, to your firewall that logs both 22 and 24. So I ran with this configuration for a single weekend and received over 18,000 connections to port 22. I received five connections to port 24. That's 18,000 to five. So let's say there's a new zero day out for OpenSSH that's owning boxes with impunity. Is anyone willing to argue that someone unleashing such an attack would be equally likely to launch it against port 24 or any other non-standard port as they are to launch it against 22? If you're not willing to make that argument, then your risk goes down by simply not being there. 
It's that simple. So to close it out, the next time the subject comes up, remember a simple concept. Security by obscurity is bad, but obscurity when added on top, as a layer on top of other controls, other good controls, other good security can be absolutely legitimate. The question really becomes, is adding obscurity the best use of my resources given the controls I have in place? Or would it be better to add another non-obscurity based control? That's a fair question. And if you have the ability to go from passwords to keys or to limit your access to your daemon with a firewall rule, those are likely more effective than obscurity. But after you've done those things, you can absolutely add obscurity to the mix to improve your security even further. Those who dismiss this concept out of hand are simply regurgitating someone else's wrong ideas rather than working through the concepts themselves. So definitions, obscurity as a layer. Obscurity as a layer makes a system with already good defenses more difficult to target, which improves its overall security posture. Security through obscurity means that once targeted, the system will be defenseless, i.e. all its security comes from secrecy. All right, so that's the end of the essay. And that's the idea is that uh, there would be a topic. This one is security by obscurity. And I would read either a new essay or an existing essay that I've done in the past and just cover the topic in an organized sort of uh, essay format. And uh, that would be the episode. So it would be short, sweet, but hopefully a good coverage of the topic. That's it for this one on security by obscurity. I'll see you next time.